Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Andrew Acebo. And I'm Dylan Weaver. And we're here today to talk about episode 396 of Adventures in Odyssey, Poor Loser. He's the loser, and he's poor. <laughs> Financially challenged and victory challenged. Yeah, well, he's a college student. They're all poor, right? True, true. So, even even at, even at a community college. Yeah, and postgraduates are also still poor. Yeah, that's true. I guess he's postgrad at a community college. That makes so much sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't I feel like we've probably questioned this before. Oh, definitely. Don't need to relitigate it. But, Don't uh, get it too closely. But yeah. Like stains on the floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this episode originally aired March 21st of 1998 and is written by Marshall Younger. Nice. Uh, yeah. Do, do, you, do you know who directed it? Uh, it doesn't say on the wiki. Is it directed by Marshall Younger? No, it is not. It would so it all it does actually say on the wiki. You just have to click the crew tab over to the left or the right. I mean, because I know my directions. Yeah. Um, but it. it oh, Bill Waller. There you go. If it's the same person who wrote and directed it, it will always say in that paragraph text at the top, "written and directed by." Mm-hmm. But if it has a different writer and director, it won't mention the director. Interesting. If it has multiple writers, both writers will get mentioned. Hmm bias it would seem well i mean it's a show that is probably more written than it is directed that's fair that is that is definitely fair and this does not feel like a phil lawler episode to me no no so. it's, it's good yeah. <laughs> got him <laughs> oh so, well since uh, i'm driving the ship today uh uh-huh. let us look into the cast and context for this episode oh, oh okay who, who 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 do we have andrew nobody knew <laughs> i uh, mean actually that's, that's not, true. not true so we haven't now now i'm now i'm fighting with you for the for, for for, we're like we're like doing the thing we're like i grabbed the steering wheel <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you missed that turn yeah no but the gps wasn't calculated the thing i was gonna say is so uh heather and julie are mm. both characters we haven't talked about previously um they're also uh heather is voiced by uh krista mascari and Julie is voiced by Tracy Bassett. Neither of those, um, they both basically just play these two characters in like five episodes or so. Nice. It's, I'm assuming they are actual kids. Like we're still, like we're in that era of the show where it's like we have kids doing kids. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like these were the kids du jour for like two days, for two years. Yeah. And then they, yeah, didn't really do anything outside of Adventures in Odyssey and haven't done much since, but I hope they have nice lives. Yeah, me too. You know, when you start out with that kind of fame and stardom, you, right. you always wonder where it's headed. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, <laughs> did, did you uh, did you catch who, uh, who voiced the volleyball coach? I did not. Chris, it's not. Oh, oh, really? It's voiced by Will Ryan. Oh, it is. It is very much voiced by Will Ryan, sir. That makes sense. He is. It is like a oh, breath yeah. away from a Harlow at a couple points. Yeah. Okay. Now that I was when listening to it and I was going, that's my boy, Will. <laughs> yeah. Well, they. I mean, like you said, um, we have like a really stout cast because we've got Bernard and Connie and uh Mr. Whitaker and Eugene, so all those wonderful people um, and voice actors are really, really doing the most this episode. Yeah, they are wonderful people. I agree. I've met them all personally. They're on my Christmas card list. Oh, that's nice. I know. Oh, crap. One less this year because of Will. It's 26. That was also last year. Was it before Christmas last year? 
I guess, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that's a bad question to ask. Was it in the seven days post-Christmas? Oh, before the beginning of this year. Yeah, broken. I believe it was in spring of, of 22. So this is the episode where Andrew's ability to... Uh, lead the podcast is exposed for its inadequacy and he has to grapple with um losing to to dylan's prowess oh oh interesting yeah. are you you're you're a, you're a pretty good loser though that was one of the things i wanted to talk about <laughs> I, I would say yeah i'm very competitive i don't like losing but like i'm i'm okay with it because it's just a part of the thing and i've done a lot of losing in my life so yeah you get practice with it for sure this is the thing I'm interested. In. You're competitive. Does it leave the field? Like, if you're like, like, is it stuff that you like think about once it's done? What do you mean? Like, oh, I should have done this oh, better. Oh, or yeah. I... For everything, gotcha. even if it's not okay. competitive, yep. that's and it's just. Well, I mean, I do from... that a lot as well, but not in, not in competition. Yeah. No. Well, and I would say that it's like the reason that I do that outside of competition is because of training for competition and trying to improve in that respect interesting okay and it's yeah. just deep insecurity for me oh but, well there you go i mean same but <laughs> but like the well because the thing the thing i was thinking about is the fact that like i don't know i i've been trying to i get into arguments with people over whether i am or i'm not competitive mm -hmm. um i don't think that you're competitive so this is there, there there's a few things we can land on i am i am not competitive in that my goal is to have fun while doing the thing and be yeah. with other people one i don't do anything like sporting yeah. but i play a lot of like board games and card yeah. games and stuff and it's like if everyone is like engaged putting in effort mm -hmm. and like is um yeah is actually like following like the way you play the game mm -hmm. i will have a great time regardless of how yeah like for sure of how i am doing mm -hmm. i will get like if i am really if i'm really down mm -hmm. like losing a bunch in a row or whatever yeah. like that is something that i will like bring up yeah i love having like player rivalries with people mm -hmm. and being like annoyed when someone else yeah. does a thing or whatever like that kind of like oh yeah like ingest mm -hmm. you know half flirt of just like hey you just ribbit each other basically. yeah exactly yeah exactly I'm, I'm, I'm into all that stuff mm -hmm. and so i think i can come across maybe slightly on the more competitive side but the difference is when i leave the game i never think about it again yeah no. if i play a game one night yeah and the next day you ask me who won i will likely not know <laughs> i mean same but for different reasons <laughs> like it just it does not yeah. like that is not anything that i dwell on or care about I think that it depends. So, like, board games or something like that, it's a lot easier for me to be a part of the whole, like, the whole game itself um, as far as enjoyment is concerned. But, like, when it comes to playing team sports and stuff like that, oftentimes you're with a bunch of people that you're not super close to. And so mm -hmm. that's when it gets more about the competition and less about doing the activity with people that you like. Right. And that's probably why sports don't interest me. Yeah. 
There you are. Because I would rather just do a thing with people I like. Than win. Which makes sense. And I would say that... Like, probably... I love, like, a game of, like, you know, picnic volleyball. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I'm not good, but the 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 agreement is, hey, if I step in here and play, mm-hmm. none of you are going to be upset when I whiff. Yeah, exactly. And if somehow that, like trust gets broken this is no longer going to be fun for either of us and i will exit yeah but like yeah it is we're we're just hanging out doing a thing together i'm very into that well and so like in that hypothetical situation say you are to do really well you would feel good and then you would be like oh man that was so much fun i had a great time me if i did really well i'd be like Okay, so where do I join, like, the nearest rec volleyball league? Like, like, how can I do this more? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, not, not, a, not a chance on my part. Like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I had these skills. Let me <laughs> compete yeah. further. That's, that's wild. It, it is. It really is. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. As, as somebody that's, you know, cresting into young adulthood, it, it is very interesting to see how playing team sports and everything growing up really changed the kind of person that I am and how I function on teams and like a workplace environment or how I do with, you know, delegation of labor and responsibility within relationships. It's yeah, it is very interesting to me. And cause I think that everybody thinks like I do because so many people have sports backgrounds, but that's not the case. Actually, most people don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I would say most people don't, but most people probably don't to the extent that you do. Yeah, exactly. Like, to the extent... I think most people have played sports in some yeah. manner, but whether or not they have cared exactly. about those and made it part of their identity yeah. is a different thing. They haven't shaped their personal philosophy around <laughs> their their ability to play sports and uh, how they function in teams. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we should get into the episode, I guess, right after we rolled the promo. No one likes to lose, especially Heather and Eugene. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, Heather's volleyball team just can't seem to win, and Eugene gets trounced to chess by none other than Bernard. But what lessons can they learn from losing? It's about attitude adjustment and learning to accept defeat gracefully. Coming up on the next Adventures in Odyssey. That was good sporty music. Yeah, it was very sporty. It's got some kind of like uh, jock rock bounce to it. There you go. My favorite term. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> I forget where I forget where I first came across jock rock as a term, but I do I do love it. Yeah. And nothing makes me more happy than than texting Andrew and being like, I'm at a football game and they're playing Seven Nation Army, <laughs> so it's jock rock. <laughs> exactly. If there's just driving drums and guitar to a very steady beat that kind of sounds like a war march, that's jock rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a person who, for reasons that we don't need to get into, enjoys attending high school football despite being very well outside the demographic of that. No, um, that's. I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like, I feel like that's such a. Uh, uh, I I also don't think it's a bad thing. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. No, but I don't think that there's anything. I'm to just be saying, like, there's about. not. I'm not saying I'm ashamed. I'm just qualifying that on paper, it doesn't make sense as a thing that I do. Fair. But it is a thing I do and I enjoy. 
that is with that true. qualification out of the way, one of my favorite things is the recent phenomena of of the new song that I feel like has gotten inserted into the marching band like catalog mm-hmm. over the past few years. Is it Bad Guy by Billie Eilish? No. Okay. It's Bad Romance by Lady oh. Gaga. <laughs> wow, it's kind of close. <laughs> we have apparently like crested the point at which that is just now a marching band standard. Yeah, it's classic, I guess. And I'm here for it. <laughs> it's great. Every time they play it. The other one? Hmm. September by, by Earth, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense because of when col- our high school football is played. That makes a lot more sense. But I just, I love that those two were, yeah. like, not present during, like, my childhood or my time in school. But in, like, my time, like, post-school attending high school football, <laughs> they are every game those oh. get played at least once per band. Wow. Like, they're just, they're, they're, in, they're in the zeitgeist now. Love, love to see it. I mean, both of them, every time they come on, I'm like, it's a good song. It's a great song. And marching band covers are kind of awesome, in my opinion. Like, I love the... Oh, I mean, half sounded. Half the fun of, of going to a high school football game is the marching, the marching band. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 ex- I really third respect quarter, that take, so yeah. depressing. <laughs> Depends on which team you're watching. <laughs> well, third, third quarter is when they take, they, the marching band takes off during third quarter. Oh, is that a thing? Yep. I haven't been to enough high school football games. In every high school game I have attended, I don't know if this thing transcends, like, our local area, but yeah. I assume this is pretty normal. Because hmm. um, they're high school students. You want to give them some time off. Marching band nerds. Right in and check. <laughs> and rather than, like, right, rather than having halftime, because they perform yeah. during halftime. Yeah. So. They get third they quarter. They get third quarter. Mm. It's like Barber's having off on Mondays. Yep. For sure, but it does create this weird thing where it's like for the third quarter, there's just no Nothing. marching band on either side, and it is a little bit like, all right, now but, what? <laughs> uh, also, a good tactical marching band, Ooh, nothing better. Yeah. What like moving around on the field and stuff? No, like that? no, no, no. In playing from the grandstands during like key moments, like oh, blaring, yeah, okay. and like throwing people off and whatever. Just yeah. like that I have, funny. I have seen field goals missed purely because of the marching band god bless them you know that's the power of music people (laughs) there you go anyways it would get me honestly as yeah as somebody that's played sports and listened to music while doing so it is there's there's moments where like it hypes you up and then there's moments where it like pushes you over the edge and you just lose all of your kind of grounded comfort i guess so Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, boy. Anyway, this episode <laughs> begins with, uh, is it with Eugene walking in? Or it's with Connie, Connie dropping a coin. <laughs> yes, into the into the register and Bernard looking puzzled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a slow, slow week mm-hmm. at wit's end. There have been no kids around. Um, there, Bernard's like, you finally got them to stop putting their hands on the windows. She's like, there've been no, like, yeah. <laughs> there's been no hands on the windows yeah. because there have been no hands in the building. Like very sad and not a WE moment either. Where are all the kids? Yeah. 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 It's not, they're not, they're not somewhere else doing mm-hmm. because wit's end is bad or mm-hmm. because they're all going over to Blackard's castle. Yeah. It's just, you know, 
it's a lull. It's a lull. Maybe maybe this is like during a minor economic recession, and maybe Wit had to raise his fictional prices for ice cream or something like that. Lord knows. Yeah, or maybe people were doing other things. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Work ebbs and flows. Definitely, especially when you're in the like. I feel like. Like, small business shop especially has oh, that yeah. sort of feel. Or it's like, if you're big enough, there's just, like, always people around. But, like, some of those, like, I've, I've worked at, like, farm markets where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we just have, like, a week. And it's, we kind of get the regulars. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe we're between stuff being in season or it's yeah. a time where, you know, people are busy with other stuff. or just It could not be, like, really the week thinking. before 4th of July or something like that where it's, like, either people are on vacation or people haven't come here for vacation yet, you know. Yeah. All sorts of stuff will just create weird artificial, like, breaks in the season. And they're, they're in one of those right now for no discernible reason. And uh, and so to to solve this problem, Eugene arrives, um, chessboard in tow, to uh, yeah, uh, try and entertain himself. He's looking for Jason, but Jason mm-hmm. is out of town. Man, playing chess against Jason must be miserable. I don't know, like I can't imagine he knows a ton of like chess theory and stuff, but I just imagine that his spy knowledge makes him really good at guessing what other people are gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? So you think Jason beats Eugene at chess? Well, okay, yes. I would say that because Eugene doesn't seem to have, like, a really extensive knowledge of chess theory at this point in time, at least in the beginning. So, yeah, no, I I do think that Jason... But Eugene takes it okay because it's Jason. And Jason seems like he'd be good at chess. Yes, exactly. So the problem here is not just losing in general. It's it's specifically losing losing to Bernard. Certainly. I mean, as somebody that's played a lot of sports, it feels a lot worse to lose to somebody that you perceive as worse than you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. I'm looking at you, Lebanon. (laughs) We never lost to Lebanon, but we did beat them like 9-0, to and one time they did score on us once, and it it felt real yucky. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that, that, that is the sport of soccer, folks. Mm-hmm. So nine to zero is absurd. It is quite, quite a few goals. <laughs> oh, great game to be a goalie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> oh, you could yeah. do it even with the pots if every game was like that. Yeah, exactly. No, honestly. And you know what? If people just would stop shooting the ball on the ground, I could probably still be a decent goalie. It's just the going down and then getting back up that's the problem. <laughs> If I was just jumping to the, uh, you know, upper corners, it'd probably be fine. Okay, okay. You heard it here first. Yep, we just got to get rid of the lower third of all soccer goals everywhere. Yeah. We just put a ramp <laughs> on the grass coming up to coming up to the goal. <laughs> I'm just imagining it's, like, just on the other side of the PK line, I think the PK spot, and it's, like, a ski ball ramp that goes right up into the corner. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It's like the Dylan, reverse. You know how foosball is like sloped in the corners? Yes, perfect. It's that, but, <laughs> but right at the goal. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so uh, back to goalie stuff. Uh, we used to do this drill where we would just throw every single cone that we could in front of the goal. And then you'd kick the ball as hard as you could to try and get it to take a deflection and like, you know, do reaction saves and stuff like that. I think that that would work. 
We just need, like, some sort of obstruction that will uh, cause it to go into the air. Yeah. It doesn't even need to be sloped. Yeah. There you go. Dylan, I do want to know, how much chess have you played in your life? So, I... Yeah. As somebody who admittedly loves board games. Chess has never been, like, a huge passion of mine. I was not ever particularly good at it mm-hmm. i went through a bit of a phase where it's like i like felt like ah the right thing to do given my build is mm-hmm. to be a chess guy <laughs> so i like got a chess board okay but the thing is i hate studying mm. i hate memorization i don't enjoy theory yeah that's fair so I was never going to be a real chess player because the only thing I enjoy is actually playing the game. Yeah. And then the only way I learn is by screwing up playing the game. Yeah. It's the same reason that, like, I have never solved a Rubik's Cube. Because there is nothing interesting to me about, like... Learning a formula and then just doing the formula. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Like, no part of that appeals. And so, and so I was, like, I definitely, like, played chess, but for me, chess was, like, a, like, I loved playing checkers growing up. Yeah. And chess was, like, a nice graduation, as long as I was only playing chess against people who also didn't really play chess. Yeah, exactly. Because that, like, kept it fun and interesting for both of us. Mm-hmm. As soon as you hit the point where it's, like, every move is, like, being truly thought through from every angle like and there's a specific sequence people are doing and they're implementing strategies and they're trying to like that stuff just started like not Mm -hmm. appealing yeah um so i feel like i kind of peaked like late elementary early middle Mm -hmm. in my chess playing and then towards the end of high school i had some friends who um who liked to play chess Mm -hmm. and so i would like go and I'd go and play them, like, during school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd, you know, go down during homeroom to the teacher who had the chess boards. And, nice. And play. And I was never... I I always did poorly. But you had but, fun because you were doing it with people. But, you yeah, liked. I was yeah. just like... But I was like, this is this is totally fine. And then we did... I had, um, I had a friend who got really into chess. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and so we would just, but I, I, I guess, yeah, never to a point where it was where it like lost that fun. But we just we had a class where we would finish a week's worth of work in a day. Yeah, and then we would spend the rest of the week working on homework from other classes and just playing chess. Nice. And we <laughs> best teacher ever <laughs> played it on played it on like an iPad, and then at one point, like actually, just wound up keeping a chess board in the room. So I played, like, a lot of chess for a while there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never were, like... Like, you were just doing it to pass the time. You were never correct. like, oh, I love chess. Yep. No. It no, was, it was, it was the game I that did, was available. I played chess over a phone call once. Nice. That's where not Where we decided fun. <laughs> to do, like, the whole, like, hey, we each have a chess board. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to call letters back and forth. Because mm-hmm. uh, we were in high school and we were bored. And, you know, that was an experience. Was it fun? Like, did you, was the gimmick worth it for you? Did you get any kind of special enjoyment out of doing it that way? Ah, I mean, to... there was maybe a little bit to the gimmick, but not enough for me to like want to repeat that yeah. Yeah. experience. Um, and then, uh, and then more recently, I, this has been too long on Dylan playing chess, but, uh, never, no such thing. Last summer, 
there was a chess summer interest group yeah there was a chess club through church and i went to a couple of those Mm -hmm. and just like hung around for a little bit played chess with people once again it was just like this is a fun way to socialize and it was run by somebody you knew right yeah oh yeah yeah. run run by a good friend and i like probably enjoy watching people play Mm, chess more more than than i enjoy playing it myself which was an interesting realization but like i enjoy it enough Mm. and uh yeah and i and i love the queen's gambit yeah amen amen that's what got me into playing chess no no shame (laughs) actually a little shame no um yeah give me give me your chess story andrew well, so my chess story is quite long, only in the sense that, like... My... I just took 10 minutes, so you're fine. No, it goes, like... What I'm saying is that mine goes back pretty much, like, my entire life. As, as, okay. Uh, like, as lo- yeah, I'm pretty sure as soon as I was old enough to learn how to play chess, like, I knew how to play. Not necessarily well or anything, but I knew what the pieces did and all that sure. stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, Um, Because my dad loves chess and for as long as i've been alive he's been doing online chess leagues um like at like uh he'll do like one turn at a time games and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and then he'll do uh he did phone tournaments he did a mail tournament which is really fun because then you're you know keeping postcard correspondence with people from all across the country and playing a game really slowly but you know it was cool to kind of see all the letters and stuff he was getting for that sure um so there was a lot of draw for me to get into it because he was so good at it. Um, and he got into it because his grandfather was like really good at chess or something like that. And I think his grandmother also was really good at uh, chess because mm. I ended up inheriting one of his grandmother's chess books from like 1938, I want to say, or something like that. Like it's, it's old. Um, but yeah, so I started playing really young, and it was just a casual thing, and it, it, very much like what you said, it was because, like, my dad played it, of course I wanted to play it with him, and, yeah. you know, he would beat me every time, but it didn't matter, because I wanted <laughs> to play the game with him, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, the older I got, the more I started trying to understand the game, but I didn't really care about chess theory, because I didn't understand how complicated it was until I watched the Queen's Gambit, and then I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, like there's so much that goes into this, and all the math and the, uh, you know, the visualization of, you know, movement after movement after movement is, like, I just found that very interesting. Um, I am terrible at it. <laughs> I thought, like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Let me try that. Can't do it. Andrew, um, we missed an opportunity to record this episode while playing a game of chess. That would have been so much fun. <laughs> Oh, that's for the bonus show that we don't have anymore. <laughs> the feed still exists. We it's can true. drop something. Yeah, it's true. Oh, stay tuned. We'll 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 do like a, a double cast where we're making the 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 Wadfam Chalk Pod at the same time as playing a game of chess. The Wadfam Chalk Sod. Chalk Chalk Sod. My bad. This is what happens when I host. Um, <laughs> so yeah. anyway, back to the episode. Well, actually, yeah. So I got into Queen's Gambit. That made me get into it, and so in high school, during the pandemic, I got, like, pretty into chess theory, and I started doing the whole, like, reading books about it, watching videos about it, trying to learn more of, like, the fundamentals, the tactics, and some of the jargon that everybody uses, and I, what I will say is that I 
totally agree that watching smart people play chess is so much more fun than playing chess yourself. <laughs> Only because you know that they're considering everything and you kind of get to like watch their brain unfold in real time as opposed to watching your own brain unfold <laughs> in real time and sure. seeing it be yeah. bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there you go. That that was not quite 10 minutes, but it was close. Yeah. Nice. Um, that being said, so Eugene and Bernard play a game of chess because Jason cannot be found. Right. And right, right. And after like a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Where Eugene's like, Connie's like, before you even say anything, like I will not play chess with you. Mm-hmm. And, and then Bernard goes, all right, Eugene, you, you know what, I'll play. <laughs> and Eugene's like, you're not, what, like, what <laughs> you know how to play chess <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and bernard takes offense to this and yes. uh explains that he's like chess champion at his family that's you know just his brother and a 104 year old aunt yep <laughs> but she but, was the parcheesi champion for 45 years which is very impressive <laughs> oh have you ever played parcheesi oh yeah i've never have you played trouble Yes. Have you played Sorry? Yes. Have you? <laughs> yeah, they're all the same game. Oh, okay. You just got to like, make it around and then yeah. back in the thing? Yep. Cool. Trouble, Sorry, Parcheesi, Marbles, Ludo yeah. are all different games that I've played that are the same game. Marbles? How is it the same? Not like the a like not like the flicking marbles. Oh. Like a... a is it a different kind of game? It's yes. like an actual board game. It's... It is a board with little divots in it, and you move the marbles around the table. Oh, and wow. roll two dice, and they go into the <laughs> and they you try to get them from the home to the finish line. And you send people. It's the same game. It's really just They're sorry. All <laughs> the same game. Okay. Wow. So, that is so you haven't actually played Parcheesi, but you've played you know. I'm familiar with. You've the, played Parcheesi with the vein. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's a good game. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't get enough doesn't get enough credit for being solid. I think that it it falls with the bridge thing of like oh only old people play this game because it's not like there's no like gambling upside to it. <laughs> I'm sure that there are some old people that bet on Parcheesi, but it's certainly not anybody that I know. Um, so anyway, yeah, Bernard uh, Eugene is surprised that Bernard knows how to play chess, and Bernard is ribbing on Eugene, being like, "Oh yeah, where are the dice?" And <laughs> Eugene's freaking out like, "Oh my god." And, uh, yeah, Bernard's just trying to pull one over on him. And it's funny. I don't know. I, the reason I picked this episode, and it's very clear, is just I love Bernard and Eugene's dynamic. And especially with everything with sports and competition, it's just, it's fun to see something that's personal to me being comedically emphasized in this way. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I assumed you picked this, uh, this episode for the volleyball plot, Andrew. That's exactly it. <laughs> I picked it for the middle school volleyball plot because that's really what gets me excited. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. boy. Oh, boy. No, I mean, well, I will say that the volleyball thing was probably much more applicable to me as a kid than, than the chess thing because I played team sports. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That that was definitely... the volleyball plot is totally fine. It's mm-hmm. just it, it, it's not the not what I come to this episode caring for. No, certainly not. I I completely forgot that it was a B plot of it until I re-listened to the episode. Yeah. There was there was some stuff where I didn't quite remember. I didn't quite realize the degree to which I was going to know this episode. Mm. 
Well, one of these things is when, so Bernard's playing Eugene, he calls checkmate Mm -hmm. and Eugene's shocked and that whole thing. That is in the um, Eugene Eugene Returns, returns, like that montage. And so I know it very well for that, but I actually knew this episode quite well. Mm. Um, And yeah, we jump over to the... After after Bernard beats Eugene the first time and Eugene yeah. is aghast, yeah. Um, the, 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 the what? Then uh, then we jump over to, um, we jump over to the volleyball t- game. Yes, and uh, Heather is really frustrated with the fact that her volleyball team just keeps losing mm-hmm. terribly. They haven't won a game all season. Yeah, spanked. Just, yep. Not as like they say, like three points in two matches, which is that's real bad for volleyball. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, not that I've watched a ton, but I've watched enough to know that I think they played a twenty-five in their three three matches each, right? And that sounds that's about that right. Yeah, so that's that's tough. Um, but yeah, and so yeah heather is obviously frustrated and she's doing the classic thing of like well i'm the best player on the team you guys need to work harder so that you can you know be as good as me and we can win yep um which i've never met anybody like that nor acted like that myself in my life not once (laughs) good to know yeah it's it's wonderful when i can look at these things and realize i'm entirely above reproach (laughs) oh man no but it is definitely something that I actually really related to. Honestly, I, in my experience, I was more of the teammates that failed that was letting the really good person down, mm. and so that that definitely hit uh, home more for more so for me. Um, I'm trying to forget how that scene ends. Well, because well, we we leave there and um, and Heather comes drops oh, goes by with wit's end. end, yeah. And she's dejected, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, and they're asking, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I was hoping there'd be someone here. Apparently there isn't, so I'm just going to keep moving. Yeah. But, you know, we, we lost we lost badly today. And this, this is where Wit encourages her, and is mm-hmm. like, it's like, because she explains, like, that all of the, like, she was the only seventh grader who started last year. Yeah. All the eighth graders moved up to high school. Mm-hmm. So she is now the only person on the team with any experience, and it's just going really poorly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, this is an opportunity for you, to, like you know, teach your student, yeah. like do like help out your fellow classmates, and yeah. like be a leader in that way. And she's like, this is oh. incredible advice. Like this is really good sports coaching advice mm-hmm. from Wit, in a way that I was very surprised. Nice, yeah. Um, and then yeah, it. It's interesting that you're like great advice. I was just like, yeah, duh. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> but, I mean it is great. Like, it is yeah, but, duh. Yeah, but also right. I'm not putting myself in the head of a middle, middle schooler school. playing football or playing volleyball. Yeah, and just and the frustration of being like, oh my gosh, like, why are other people not holding up their end of the bargain? A frustration I would never have because I was always the person not holding up the end of the bargain. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I. With my experience with sports, I definitely had both ends of the spectrum. Because I didn't originally start out playing a, a sports at a super high level, I really had to work my way up because I really wanted it. Um, there were times where I was the best player on the team, and then once I graduated to that higher level, then there was a lot of time where I was the worst player on the team. Gotcha. And so 
yeah, you have this attitude of like you get frustrated because there's so many things that you care about that seem basic, like duh, and other people just don't don't think to, they don't care about it, they don't see it mm-hmm. as as valuable, you know, and whether it's how you act on the field or like fundamental mechanics of the game, you know, like one of the things I remember was it was really hard when I was playing rec soccer, which is like the low level anybody can play. Um, like nobody knew how to receive a throw in when they would throw the ball in from the sideline. Everybody would just like basically kick it back out of bounds. And so I was like, well, we all need to work on this. So we don't just kick it out of bounds and nobody cared. Like we did it for seven minutes or something like that. And then we just scrimmaged or whatever. Like nobody was actually intent about improving their skills. And then once I graduated and moved up, then it was like, oh my gosh, I'm the person that can't trap a throw in. <laughs> like, I'm so much worse than all these other players. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, sports. So many sports. And that, I mean, that's that's why I picked this episode, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and so, right. So Heather, Heather grabs Julie and they go to work on her serve. Mm-hmm. That's and like nine o'clock. Yeah. And Julie's like, I am done with this. Mm-hmm. And Heather's like, but come on like we got to keep going yeah it's like because the thing we didn't talk about earlier is there's this exchange right post the game oh yeah where heather is pissed off about how poorly they went and everyone else is like just calm down it's a game yeah like this this was fun Mm -hmm. like we we had a good time we'll keep doing better like you know and she's just not having it Mm -hmm. and so there's like a good moment here um where julie kind of says to heather she's like look i'm going in Mm. all you care about is winning you're not aware of like the fact that nobody likes you anymore yeah (laughs) which is is just like some brutal honesty that is like very like needed and well directed oh certainly and like i don't know if that's the best writing but it is like yeah it's like you said it's very needed and well directed and and Heather seems to not really receive that well. No, no, I don't think I don't think it I don't think it sinks in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because to her, she's doing what Wit said, which is like, "I'm helping you to get as good as me so that we can win." Right. How could you? A, how could I need to change to be more like you so that we can win? <laughs> like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, we jump we jump back to Eugene knocking on Bernard's door at seven in the morning. Yep. <laughs> and he's like we gotta we gotta play again and bernard's like look i can't like i have a job to do and he's like what about tonight he's like i have plans what about after those plans no eugene (laughs) eugene's like well what about your lunch break he's like i'll be here and eugene's like great i'll come no bring sandwiches yep and so he brings a a, a tuna Tuna sandwich sandwich. with pickles and extra mayo yeah um i i was thinking about uh the start of this episode how fun it is how fun it must be to be the person who cuts together the opening like teaser clips oh my gosh yeah because this one has like the iconic you know with pickles with With pickles pickles. (laughs) with pickles yeah no one it's yeah i mean the teaser teasers are always super funny and this this era of the show i think is is on another level bernard just sets everyone up well for great teasers yeah too. yeah that's true because he's, he's so just, he's got so many one-liners that just like land well mm-hmm. yeah. well um, and his whole thing is that he's kind of absurd so yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah for sure it for plays sure. really well um 
And so they they meet over lunch mm-hmm. and um Bernard beats him again mid conversation <laughs> in 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. He's like talking about the bread. Yeah. From, you know, you got to get bread from this place, not that place cuz that bread's stale. This place is a good pumpernickel checkmate. Also the rye is great. Yeah, but that place uses too much molasses and then Eugene's <laughs> yeah. like, "Wait, what? Checkmate?" <laughs> yeah. And Eugene has a little mental co- uh, mental breakdown and yep. uh, demands that they play again because it only took him 15 minutes. Yep. Which, boy, Eugene needs some work if he's losing in 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, uh, we, um, yeah, Eugene is just falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, so we, we kind of glossed over the fact that Eugene gets there in the morning and Bernard's like, you look awful. And Eugene's like, I didn't sleep. <laughs> yes. And this will only become more so because yes. then Eugene is at is back at his dorm or mm-hmm. his apartment or wherever he's living at this point. And he is called in sick to work. Mm-hmm. And so Connie and Wit show up mm-hmm. and are like, hey, Eugene, like we brought soup. Like we wanted to check in on you. And he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. And... <laughs> And I imagine he's got like five o'clock shadow. Oh my word! This man is like <laughs> he is burning yeah. down. Yeah, like it is. Yeah, and there's two just absolute delightful moments here. Well, one there's a video Eugene. They've played. He's played Bernard like three oh, more yeah. times off screen and taped them. Yes, yes. And he's watching it back, and he's talking about like, look. Bishop to Rook 3. I seriously think he made that move just to form the letter M with his pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then we got another um, Oh My Darling Clementine bit. Where That's he's... true. Yeah. Um, she's like, because Connie asks if Bernard knows she was filming. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yes, of course he is. And, uh, as evidenced by him leaning into the camera and singing Oh My Darling Clementine. Yep. And yeah, Connie comments on like wishing she was wearing a different outfit in the video, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. is funny. Is Connie, but yeah, Eugene, Eugene, when he is like just like having this breakdown, mm-hmm. has uh, some some really iconic lines. Um, he has the uh, there are times where I am convinced that this is a game that he doesn't know the rules for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Connie's like you just ended your sentence with a preposition, and then he says a line that I have used in my life <laughs> as a joke for years. Really? So you, which used- is prepositions are not words that I end sentences with. <laughs> yeah, that is a really great joke. I did not know that that was. Yeah, that I have I have trafficked on that line. For so long. I, I love that for you. I did not understand. Wow. I was not expecting you to have so much personal connection to this episode about sports. <laughs> Look, man. I, I also didn't know yeah, How much? what was going to happen here. I didn't remember a lot of this episode. But as I was listening, I was like, oh, this is all coming back. And mm. for sure, that is a, yeah, that is a joke I have used when talking about prepositions. Because it works. No, it's hilarious. Um, and then we also have, he's just like, it is absolute, absolute spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, the today Bernard Walton beats me at chest. Tomorrow the earth will revolve around, around the, the sun. sun. <laughs> but Eugene, the earth does revolve around the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the, Connie and Wit wind up like knocking Eugene over and carrying yeah, him upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> 
like you need to go to bed now yep. <laughs> oh man it is is funny it's a great great moment yeah, yeah. i don't know and um so then yeah. we jump to the next volleyball game yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah. we're, we're we're back we're back at volleyball and lovely b plot <laughs> yep and the yeah heather's just going for every ball yep she's like the only way that the only chance they have to win is for me to hit everything mm-hmm. and one of the i think it's julia it might be someone else calls her out on it and is like coach did you see that he was like i did you're out of here yeah. heather yeah, you need to spend some time on the bench. Yep. She's like, no, you can't do that. I'm, I'm the your best, best player. player. He's like, last time I, like, whatever, when I woke up this morning, I was, was the coach. coach. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And yep. also something that I have heard coaches say before. Sure. And then uh, she uh, she quits the team. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, all right, well, I quit. This team isn't good enough for me anyway. Huff walks out. Yep. But when she walks out, Wit comes down and finds her. Yeah, yeah. To be the exposition man. Love, um, we love some exposition. We love sports fan Wit. Like what? <laughs> He's breaking down the tactics of the volleyball game, talking about Heather, you know, going for every ball that's remotely close to her. Some of which that aren't actually close to her. Yeah. Um, and you know, Heather's like, well, you know, it's the only way that we can win, and yada yada. And as they're doing this, you hear in the background that the team is like, there's like cheering and stuff, and um, like success is starting to happen without her on the on the court. Yeah, and that's the term, right? It's a bo- volleyball court. Yeah, yeah. it's not a field. <laughs> it's a pitch. It's a uh-huh. pitch. <laughs> oh, we love the volleyball turf. And so. He's, yeah, he's talking to her about, like, being more, you know, being more understanding with her teammates, Mm -hmm. like... Because winning isn't everything. Correct, correct. And they need to learn from their mistakes and that whole idea. Um, Which is so big. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, for me as an adult, I cannot stress enough how important sports was for me as far as learning from my mistakes Mm -hmm. and being, like... Like, one, it, okay, it's a double-edged sword. One, it made me feel much worse about making mistakes because there were direct consequences. But two, it also showed me that, like, I was able to learn so much more from my mistakes than I was my successes, hmm. you know? And, like, the way that you make improvements is not by winning, it's by losing and getting better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a whole whole adventure here. And, yeah, it just... Um, yeah, so the team has won, mm-hmm. and they're talking with Heather, and Heather's like, man, like, it must have been, like, oh, I really was the problem. Yeah. And the girls, extremely graciously, mm-hmm. are like, no, like, you, like, all of the work that you did with us is mm-hmm. what's making us better. Like, we need you. You need us. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah. yeah. And they well, all go back to Wit's End for a post-game party. Yeah. And it's so sweet because she does the the thing of, like, not betraying the fact that she was a bad teammate, but also saying that, like, she did help in some ways. And, like, yeah, that that's such a that's such a thing. And you see it in all kinds of sports um, where, like, somebody that you would consider is the best player isn't there. And because that there's a known understanding, everybody feels the need to elevate their game to compensate. Mm-hmm. And so you get a better team performance overall than you would have. Yeah. Um, it's terrible for sports betting, but it is really fun for the narrative. 
And the narrative is far more what I care about. Exactly. I Here is the thing. I will always, not always, but basically always, like my, my goal in watching sports mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't follow any teams or any sports closely, mm-hmm. but like enjoys watching a game. Yeah. Like the most the majority of the enjoyment for me comes from the game being close yes a hundred to the point where i will root against the The team team that i like have a more inclination towards because they are currently like in the lead Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i'm just sitting here and i'm like yeah of course i'm rooting for the team that's down points yeah exactly and then when it switches i'll root for the other team who's down points like whoever's whoever's from behind that's who that's who's you know got my attention at any moment who cares about a blowout yeah well and i would be remiss to not talk about my affection for uh, detroit sports franchises as it relates to my relationship with losing (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Only because, like, everybody around me growing up, like, liked good sports teams and everything like that. And they had so much to be proud of. And my football team was the Lions, and my basketball team was the Pistons, and my hockey team was the Red Wings. And the Red Wings are fine, but they haven't been good since, like, the 80s. They won a championship in 2008, but they fell off a cliff right after that. And so there hasn't been a lot of, like pride that i get to take in victory in in sports like that so you 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 learn to look a i would say that like you learn to appreciate the sport more comprehensively when winning isn't as readily available there you go <laughs> that's one of the things like at least something at my head canon because there's a lot of like detroit lions fans that are in sports media and my thought is that like their team was never good enough for them to enjoy it so they just like the sport in general mm. yeah <laughs> But this year, this year, you got to bang team, right, Andrew? You're going all the way. You're Drank some... all the Kool-Aid. I shot it into my veins. I'm ready to run naked in the streets screaming the Lions fight song, yeah, which I has... think exists. Yeah, Andrew has talked to my ear about the Lions, despite me telling him multiple times through that conversation, Andrew, I, I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> it doesn't happen ever. It's like a white I know. I, 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 love, I, I love that you're happy. Ugh. Also, let it be stated that you do pick, uh, you, you have picked college teams to follow that do very well. True, true. Well, but Michigan didn't do well for most of my life. It was only recently that they started succeeding. They were like middle of the pack Big Ten for a long time. It breaks my brain that you're like a Michigan fan, but are also wearing an Ohio State shirt right now. Well, that's fair. My grandfather went to Ohio State and he died. This is his sweater. <laughs> All right, Andrew, way to make me feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, it definitely makes sense then. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Ugh. Anyway. It feels yucky to me, too. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> There's never a point in time where I put on an Ohio State shirt and I'm like, mm, be a shame if I just switch to a Michigan one. <laughs> it's a nice shirt, you know? Yeah. But, anyway. But as someone who grew up around Penn State, I also couldn't wear it. <sighs> yeah, well. I honestly... Penn State fans are much better than Ohio State fans as far as the culty nature of their fandom is concerned, in my opinion. Sure. Entirely anyway. aside the point. <laughs> um, so so we jump back to its end for yes. the final our final scene here. Um and Bernard arrives to play another game with Connie. Or with, with Eugene. Eugene. And Connie like calls him over and is mm-hmm. like 
She's like trying to get him to come get a glass of water. She's like, I just you really need to have talk a to glass him. Of water. And eventually, he's just like, "All right." It apparently Connie's got a crush on me. Got to go over there and see what like she wants. A great toss off, <laughs> Bernard line. It's yeah, it's very humorous. Yeah. Um, and she, Connie's like, "So you know, you're watching this man unravel. Like, would you mind letting him win or something like that?" Yeah. And. Uh, Bernard is like, oh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm just having a good time, just playing a game. Yep. And they go, and I think we cut to, um, like, game's going pretty well. Eugene put Bernard in check. Like, back-to-back moves, Eugene yeah. puts Bernard in check. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the volleyball, the volleyball team, team arrives, in. and they're having fun, and they're yeah. talking and whatever, and they're talking about like a spike that another player did or something yeah. like that and they're like here let's like act it out or whatever yeah. and the ball gets thrown up and it smashes right down in the middle of the chess game as of course it was going to yep um eugene has an aneurysm <laughs> yep such a great will ryan performance of just the the last neurons in eugene's brain being snapped in half yeah. um yeah, no, it's it's funny, and he's freaking out. They try to re- reassemble the game, and Eugene realizes that he didn't take proper notation, and he can't. And this is when Bernard's like, "Oh, it's fine. You know, you're gonna win anyway." And Eugene's like, "Well, I'm not sure. Wait a minute. You said that I was gonna win." Yeah, and, um, yeah. And Bernard fully concedes the game to him. Yep. Um, and so Eugene leaves jubilant. Mm-hmm. And then Bernard and Connie have a bit of a conversation where it's like, "You threw the game," and he's like. Did would I, I? <laughs> you think that the amount of enjoyment i get out of beating eugene that i just like give it up and so yeah. it's a nice like ambiguous like who knows maybe bernard would have come back maybe not but yeah but, but regardless eugene gets the feeling of victory without actually beating bernard i mean mostly you know uh, chess is one of those games that you there's not a lot of shame in resigning early if you know the situation well enough to know that there's not a really good way out of it yeah yeah of course so yeah that's how and that's uh oh and heather buys a double scoop for her teammate that um yeah yeah for the game winning spike which is so fun yeah so so much fun yeah and that's the episode that's the episode it's fun it is real fun. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I was actually kind of worried because my last Andrew's choice was not good. <laughs> and while I did like this episode, I was afraid that we wouldn't have a lot to talk about because it's stuff that I'm mostly interested in. And no, it seemed like we were able to have It's a good, good comedy. There's, I, I also have history with sports and, and board I games. Love, yeah. And chess matters. Yeah. Chess does matter. It's a great, great game. Definitely. Yeah. I encourage, yeah, I think that team sports are really important and playing games are, like, really important for childhood development because it puts you in play situations where you're dealing with real-world feelings and um, challenges that you might not face otherwise, mm. you know? Like, yeah, if, you're, yeah. you're, if you've got a pretty normal childhood, or I won't say normal, but like if you've got a pretty unproblematic childhood, you might not have to experience a lot of personal setback and reevaluation and um you know understanding your role within a larger ecosystem but you know you play a sport then you're forced into these environments where you have to think differently and do different things so Hmm. yeah i don't know but maybe it's just because i was you know i didn't i was homeschooled and i didn't go to public school to have all those opportunities to learn the lessons like that 
um, that I found so many of those lessons in sports, but I, I do think that you can find them regardless. Dylan, do you have any closing thoughts for this episode? I don't have closing thoughts, Andrew. Yeah, I feel like I've said pretty much yeah, everything. I agree. Bye. <laughs> no. Um, do you have anything to plug this week, Dylan? There it is. I was waiting for that. I do. Lovely. So I was I was thinking the thing that I was thinking about most listening to this episode mm-hmm. is the uh, the movie Molly's Game. Um which is about an it's an Aaron Sorkin movie from a handful of years ago. Jessica Chastain stars as the titular Molly, and it's about a uh, like an underground poker ring, and there oh. is a um a, a big moment in the movie mm. in which this great player mm-hmm. loses out to a just absolute joke of a player hmm. who doesn't know what he's doing Mm -hmm. and it just sets the great player on tilt yeah and he just loses his entire life that's fair in a night (laughs) really over this oh yeah it is crazy it is wild huh but like anyways so i was thinking about that while watching this because full tilt yeah of like that's not really what bernard is doing because, like, Bernard is actually a good player, mm-hmm. but that is Eugene's perception of the situation. Yes, certainly. Um, well, and Eugene's reaction to the situation, certainly. Yeah. So I would, uh, yeah, I'd recommend the movie Molly's Game. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it's one I've, yeah, seen quite a few times at this point. Nice. I am going to plug playing sports. Play sports outside. Do it. Um if you've got kids or young people in your life, encourage them to get involved in it. If the sports aren't their thing, that's obviously fine. But like I said, team, I think team activities for kids are really valuable for social development and personal development. Um, yeah. And I also think that the U S has kind of quarantined sports off to being, um, only for people that are good at them and like really Mm. exceptionally at like talented with them. In the way that, like, I would say in Europe, there's a lot more casual sports playing, you know, like, it's not uncommon for just a bunch of random strangers to be at the same, you know, soccer pitch on a Wednesday night and they play a little pickup game or something like that, you know, just because they're all people there that like soccer. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug that. Um, there's, a, there's a website called Meetup um, that is really good for finding local gathering, like, amateur gatherings of sports and stuff. Uh, oh, cool. You can also use it to find, like you know uh what did i use it to find like a like i saw like one of the things i found on meetup was like a free thought society and stuff like that like there's all different types of groups that you can find there and you obviously sort by location but um if you are interested in looking to you know meet up with with people in a casual sense i feel like that's a pretty good way to find out what's going on in your area nice that's a good tip there you go all right uh, with all that being said, what are we covering next week, Dylan? Oh boy, we have a doozy. We have a Dylan and Andrew's choice, whoop which whoop. I think is also just known as an episode of the show. I think so. Um, but uh, we're we're talking about episode four sixty seven, Broken Window. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>